Hi, I'm Gavin Shields and this is Self Storage Explained. Expert advice on how to set up and scale your self-storage business. Hello and uh, welcome. And we've got Aaron from uh, Spider Door here in the good US. Morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Great, thanks. Yes, how are you? I am doing good. We're just fighting the cold around here. It's freezing cold in my neighborhood. So fighting snow and ice this week. So it's all good. All good. Where are you based, Aaron? Pardon me? Let's start again because of okay. is there a delay? So it was it was delaying on your side when you started recording. It was it blurred you and then it delayed, but it said it wouldn't be the same quality as we're seeing, but I don't know. You can okay, start it me- again, yeah. Let me just, I'll start again. We'll just, uh, okay. we'll just, we'll cut that bit. So don't worry about it. Cool. Okay. Hi and welcome. Uh, welcome, Aaron. Thank you very much for joining us. Absolutely. Good morning. How are you today? Very well. Thanks. Very well. How are you? Fantastic. I'm good. I'm good. Fighting the cold around here. We had a little ice and snow this week, but it's all good. All good. Uh, where, where are you based on? So we're in Birmingham, Alabama in the U.S. Um, it's southern part of Alabama. So we don't normally get snow and ice, but we got it. So, yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Well, so Aaron, uh, we've met quite a few times at uh, conferences over the past uh, year, year and a half or so. Uh, and yep. we've got to know quite a bit about yourself and Spider Door. And um, so mm-hmm. if it's okay, it'd be great to start with a brief introduction about, what, about yourself and, and Spider Door. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I started Spider Door about seven years ago. I've owned storage facilities in the U.S., uh, for roughly 27, 28 years. And about seven years ago, I wanted to build an app that allowed customers to actually just be able to make a payment. And then I wanted them to be able to do rentals. And then we wanted to be able to report problems. And then I wanted to be able to open a gate. And and what happened is we've got a lot of locations uh, in America, as well as I've got one that is a remote location. So I've got a satellite office down the street about a mile. And um, there's no internet there, no connection whatsoever as far as networking goes. Um, So my access control had to have a computer running there. And that access control software had to be on that computer. And then, of course, that made the the gate work appropriately if the computer was running. Uh, But again, it didn't have network connection. So uh, we fooled around and built a uh, device that I mount on the gate that knew with a tenant's app. If the tenant was current, it knew that the tenant didn't owe any money and allowed the tenant to open the gate if they're within X amount of feet of the of the um, of the gate. Now that is our cellular access control. We've got internet access control as well that uses a Cat Five to plug in. But bottom line, I just wanted our app that worked for our facility to uh, to be able to actually allow the tenant to open the gate as well as me open the gate. So yeah, so everything flew from there. We've got. Uh, 5,000 plus locations in America that use uh, some sort of product of ours. Um, and yeah, grateful to be where we're at. So yeah, that's kind of the the 50,000 foot view of Spider Door. <laughs> the, the thing that uh, I've always liked uh, just when talking about Spider Door is just the, some, I think you, you seem to find quite simple solutions to the, a lot of the, you know, the problems that, that operators have. So yep. the, um, so I think you know one of the things that I think is different from Spider-Door versus some of the other um, smart entry systems here in, in Europe, I believe, is that mm-hmm. you would tend to, an operator would order 
the solution from you and they would self-install. Is that, is that correct? So, yeah. So, you know, at my sites, just for example, in the past, uh, before we created Spider Door, if a, if a gate controller goes down as a storage owner, that is so frustrating. You guys know that. Um, you know, you're going to get the call at 7, 8, 9 p.m. You're going to have to go over there and let somebody in because let's, let's, let's be real. They're paying you money to be able to have access to their site. And if they're paid current, your gate's not working. It's, it causes havoc. So um, the main thing, the problem I was having is I was replacing a digital display. You know, a lot of keypads have a digital display on the front. Ours do not. We just want the gate to open. Your tenant does not need this keypad to tell them they're delinquent. They know if they're delinquent or if they're current. So, um, so bottom line is I wanted something that was cost efficient up front, but was easy for a customer, um, an owner of a facility to be able to install it as well as if something goes wrong, they can actually work on it. It's low voltage. And this is just one of our keypads. It's the smaller one. I didn't want to bring the bigger one. The other one's a little, well, it's this one right here. It's a little bit wider, um, mm -hmm. in size, but bottom line is. Um, the customer literally can install it. The owner can install it. And what we've got, you've got a power supply that powers it up. So just a positive and negative, it's low voltage. We send you a power adapter. And from that, you just run a wire with a positive and negative into the keypad. So that's the connection as far as electricity goes. The only other uh, uh, connection that you have is from the keypad to the gate motor. And forgive me if I'm telling you something you know, but a normally open and common, those two wires go into your gate motor. And then there's a normally open and common that goes into this keypad. And that's it. So you've got a total of four single wires that power that up for our cellular pad. Our internet pad simply requires a Cat5 cable. So your network, it just literally plugs in. If we look at this keypad, and I'm going to try to do this, but we've got a Cat5 input right here. That that can power it up with PoE as well as your network. And now this thing is functioning uh, based on just a Cat5 cable going there. And again, PoE is power over Ethernet. So what happens when that, and forgive me again if I'm telling you something you know, but uh, through that, yeah, through that Cat5 cable, it, it introduces electricity, low voltage that would allow this to work um, as well as it gives you your network connection. So um, they are crazy easy. The days of paying an installer two grand to install because there's no software. Like we integrate straight with Stora. So, so if you order a keypad from us before it leaves our uh, manufacturing uh, building, we're already connected with Stora's uh, access control or, or your platform. And it sends the gate codes back and forth. And we test that before it leaves here. There's no additional software that you have to uh, add to your computer or load to it. The user can load that uh, URL from any computer. They'll have a username and a password, and they can open the gate remotely from anywhere in the world. That is the owner or the manager. Um, we've got an app that allows the tenants to open that gate um, if they're within X number of feet of the keypad, basically 150 feet. You don't want them opening your gate from their sofa at home. So... Um, so yeah, I'm rattling a little fast on that, but any any questions on that so far? Um, as well, far as uh, you've covered a lot of stuff. So the, the first thing that I'm thinking is, so it's uh, the you talk about the different cables and connecting them, and um, there might be some people watching or listening who think, oh yeah, that's all simple. For me, uh, all that stuff sort of stuff goes over my head, sadly. Yeah. Um, but, so 
So just to, to um, think about that, so I have two sites of my own here in Northern Ireland as well. So if I was opening a third site and wanted to install a spider door, I would probably have somebody building a, putting something into the gates. Mm-hmm. And you know, like maybe maybe I have gates and maybe I'm getting somebody in to put a motor on it to open and close the gates. So to be completely honest, so I wouldn't even try that. Um, so you could get somebody like that. Or if you know a little bit about it, it sounds like there might be a lot of people who could do that themselves. Yeah, and, and both storage facilities have a pedestal, whether it's new or whether it's existing, you've got your pedestal outside if you're entering a gate. So you've got your pedestal. From that pedestal, there's conduit that runs into the office or over to your gate motor. Bottom line is any gate controller, any any uh, access control system is going to require conduit from the keypad and uh, ultimately end up at your gate motor because when those two wires make continuity, that tells the gate to open. So your yeah. gate motor's got to have that. So, so you know, I sent my daughter on a job site to actually install just so I could say my daughter, who is 22, and she's fairly smart, but she was able to install it because there was an existing uh, conduit with wire already there that, that was for the original access control. So again, the conduit's going to run into the office because uh, in the past, we had to have software in the office. There was a brain in the office that the, the keypad ran into the brain. And then from that brain, it went out to the gate motor. We can loop through that way to get to the gate motor, but you don't have to do that anymore. You just got to have a run from the keypad to the gate motor. And, and again, if that pipe has got wiring in it, fantastic. You just got to have four of those wires to use. If it doesn't, Pay an electrician to go do it because they'll they'll fish that uh, that pipe with a fish tape, and it's just going to save you a lot of money based on what you would be paying uh, an installer to do that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. That's that's helpful. Thank you. So, f- from a customer point of view, then, so if you're you know you're you're renting storage and you you know you book online and you turn up at the gates, what's the customer experience there? Do they have? To, you mentioned about a customer app. Do they have to download the app? What are the different ways that a customer might interact with the system? So the system's going to work just as any gate system would. The customer's always going to be able to drive up and type in the code. So mm-hmm. understand that. They do not have to use the app. Matter of fact, um, um, there are a lot of locations that do not provide the app for uh, the customer to open the gate. That's strictly, that's perfectly fine it still opens based on what their code is into your system. Um, one thing I didn't point out, let's say that your network goes out last night at nine o'clock PM at eight fifty nine. you know, whatever had synced from Stora to spider door it's on this keypad. So if the network goes down, that customer's code lives on the hard drive in this keypad. So as long as it's got electricity, if a storm comes through or whatever, it's not going to stop the keypad from working unless you lose power to your gate motor and to the keypad. Codes are stored here. Now, you will not be able to rent a new unit and update it because, you know, there's no way to connect to it. We also allow the user to, or the, the manager, to um, add master codes. So you can add 500 master codes if you want to, or one. Those codes live internally on this keypad. So if that network goes out, it's gone. I mean, it's there. But, um, you know, you can go in your admin, add or delete master codes as you see fit as well, if that makes sense. Okay. 
And then, I mean, it's probably uh, like, it sounds pretty obvious question here, but it, it, if somebody hasn't paid and you know using Stora and free work with other systems to uh, in the US, yep. it uh, just overlocks them based on the settings that you've set up in the software. Yep, that's exactly right. If your software tells me they should be denied access, we deny it. Once they pay, um, your system knows that and it tells us and our system allows them access. But yes, it's going to follow your rules. You don't have to set those rules in Spiderdoor. We follow that rule based off of what you send us from store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so, uh, 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 so if, uh, I was going to ask about, uh, we've covered some of the, the next question I'm going to ask was about the operator experience of installing, but we've kind of covered a lot of that. Um, what's, um, um, I'll, I'll delete this little pause because <laughs> I'm just trying okay. to find it. It's all good. All good. <laughs> um, is there anything you'd like me to, to ask about in particular that we've come up so far? Um, no, because I think I think the only portion of Spider Door that works with you guys is the keypad right now. So I don't think, yeah, I don't know which part we would. Um, I'd, I'd be very happy. I'm happy to talk about your other products too. If you are like, even if we don't integrate, you know, this isn't just for us to get customers. If you'd like to talk about that stuff, then I can I can ask with that. Okay, go with it. Okay, well, let's do that then. Okay. Um, so Aaron, um, as well as the smart entry. Uh, solutions you have you have some other products as well and can you talk us through a little bit about those we, we do we do so we have that tenant app that i mentioned earlier that allows people to rent units pay bill uh open the gate report an issue notify the manager that they're moving out those are some of the the things that it that it does but we also have alarms we have alarms that actually go in the individual unit so let's say that you've got alarm inside the unit or every unit, let's say you had 100 units and every unit had this alarm. It's a wireless alarm that literally sticks to the wall with a magnet. It's assigned. So let's say unit 105, we've assigned my unit. You've rented me unit 105. I come into the facility. I type in my gate code. It Not only does it open the gate, but it disarms the alarm in my unit. That alarm does a couple of things. It picks up motion. So it picks up motion of something hot in there. It's infrared. So it picks up me moving in there. Um, so when I go in there, raise the door, I can work in there for eight hours if I want to. For after one hour of no movement, the alarm rearms itself. So what that alarm will do, let's say that I'm a thief. I come into the site. I still rent from you, but I'm a thief. Type in my code. I go to unit 105. Me and you both know that I can go in my facility today with a drill and take metal down and go right into the next unit. We call that tunneling. Um, someone, I could do that and go over to 104. 104 has that motion alarm in it too, but I didn't type in my code for 104. So 104 is still armed. So when it catches movement in there, it does. it can do a couple of things. It can scream immediately or not. It's the owner's call, whatever the owner chooses to do there. Um, it will text message the manager or not, just whatever the owner chooses to do there. It will also text message the tenant, just based on if if you got if the owner wants us to send that to the tenant or not. So um, so yeah, they upsell that like insurance. We've got 
a guy in um, California that's got 51 locations and he upsells it like insurance. He charges nine dollars um, for each alarm. So they pay us a dollar a month for the alarm and then he upsells it nine dollars and they've got an additional alarm in there. So that's one item we've got. Um, we have debt collector. Uh, you got a question on that, Gavin? You have a question yeah, on the alarm? So you mentioned that so the the you said the sensors are magnetic and go onto the wall. So how are they powered and how are they connected to how do they communicate? Yeah, so they're on a mesh network as far as connectivity. So you've got one gateway that sits centralized and 200 alarms will grab onto this one gateway. If you had say 390 units, you'd have to buy two gateways. So these two gateways would sit and you'd have A alarms and they'd go around the units closest to this gateway. And then you would have B alarms and this is a B gateway. So they connect to that. So they connect independently to each gateway. If you had a thousand, then you would have, you know, for each each 200 units, you'd have one gateway. Um, the battery life is three to five years, depending on if somebody uses it quite frequently, it might go out. But you, I don't have a battery sitting here with me, but you can buy our batteries on Amazon. And uh, my, yeah, my they're about $13. And my admin... Uh, will let you know when that battery gets to 20% life. It lets you know if the, if for some reason, let's say an alarm went bad or somebody stole an alarm or whatever, it's going to turn red and your manager can see that list in real time at any time or within a couple of minutes, it's going to reflect in our admin and let you know that that alarm is actually missing. Yeah. Okay. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. So, so the, the alarm, it costs a dollar a month and then you, and then you have to replace the batteries every three to five years, which you can buy on Amazon. Uh, you do. And the alarms, we've got them down now. We've got a new product. So they're down around $90. So you got to buy the alarm yeah. and then you pay us a dollar a month for that service per alarm. Yeah. And, you know, I got a group, another group in Arizona that has 6,300 units and they provide that as a service. So they don't upcharge it. Now they're probably getting it on the rent, but you know, they don't, they don't upcharge it. Um, as far as uh, uh, they just, it's, it's an amenity. Okay. Okay. So 90 bucks, $90 to buy the alarms. You self-install them because they're just, they're magnetic. You can put them up yourself. And yep. then a dollar. Yep. And when you, when you, not to go into too much detail, but on the alarms, they have an NFC sticker on them. So you tap, or it's built in the board. So you have the manager's app that you can tap and you associate it to unit 101. And now it lives on 101. So if somebody rents it, it automatically arms it after an hour of the from the rental and are no movement, um, whichever comes first. And that's how that that works. It's all automatic. So you don't have to you don't have to rearm it when they leave or forget about rearming it and all that jazz. It does it automatically. Yeah. Okay. And I think one of the things you mentioned there that I find particularly interesting is the idea of kind of upselling. So you might put if you've got 100 units, you might put you might decide oh, I'll put these in half of them, and then uh, the, the customer you mentioned, you said it was nine dollars. Are they charging nine dollars per month extra for these units with the alarm, or is that they a are? Okay. It's an upsell, just like we sell insurance for seven dollars or you know fourteen dollars for two thousand dollars, whatever the case may be, uh, of insurance. Same thing with alarms. We have this alarm in your unit; it will notify us if there's movement in there. If that customer comes in and piggybacks in and doesn't enter their gate code, it's going to go off. So if somebody gets in a unit that's delinquent that they're not supposed to get in, they jump over the gate. The owner's going to know. The manager's going to know. 
that's what I like doing. I like catching somebody when they try to sneak in. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So that's, but, but yeah, that's, that's the, that's the flow of that thing. So absolutely. Okay. So smart entry systems for gates, unit alarms. Is there, are there other things that you do at spider door as well? So we have debt collector, which debt collector is just an automated service that allows us to provide the owner of the storage facility with a telephone number that you can plug in your tree, your IVR or whatever. People call that number. It researches the database of the tenants in our back end. It says, ah, that's Aaron Brown. He rents unit 105. He owes us $112. It tells them what the balance is. And they can it walks them, prompts them through, and they can put their credit card number in and pay over the over the phone call. So that's one item of the debt collector. Second part is text collections. We send out a text on say the fifth, the eleventh, and the nineteenth. It basically says friendly reminder, and all these are on our website, Gavin. They can go to our our website and see all this. Uh, but it basically says, um, you know, friendly reminder: you are currently due seventy four dollars. Please click here to pay. When they click it, they don't have to log into anything. It already, the URL that they click allows them to open up. It shows their name, their unit number, their balance. They put their name in, their credit card and submit it. And it processes it, for example, through store. It would just process that payment right through. So uh, same thing with an email. You say, maybe I want the email to go out on the 9th, the 17th and the 28th. We send that email out. And then lastly, I hate robocalls. I hate them, but one of our big REITs called and said, Aaron, we want to do robocalls. I'm like, why? I hang up on robocalls. And he's like, it's beneficial because it at least lets that customer know you owe us money. Even if they don't want to take the call, they know they owe us money by getting that robocall. So it will leave a voicemail. Um, it, it notes that if there's a voicemail picks up and it tells them a, a different message, basically to call the office. So that is called our debt collector. Uh, sweet. And that has, that's only been out about four months. And we probably, we probably got 2000 locations using it now. It is wonderful. It automates your collections. You know, if there's 50 people that don't come in and pay this month manually, they didn't want to go on auto pay, mm -hmm. but they're cool with clicking on that link and do it. That's 50 people that didn't talk to my manager and it gives my manager time to do other things. Fantastic. Yeah. That sounds, that sounds great. Uh, yep. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. I think, I think the only thing I haven't shared with you is something brand new we've got. Um, we've got door alarms now that are wireless. So just like you're at your home, you know, you've got uh, something mounted on the wall and then something's mounted on the door when those yep. pull apart that magnet. So we've got those that are wireless now that um, they really just, I just, they just got, we just finished them. So um so, yeah, they work just like the alarms do. They're wireless. They've got that same battery that I shared with you inside that. It doesn't scream. It simply text messages management says you have a, a, a door that's been opened and it shouldn't have been opened. So we've got those that are coming out, too, that are still under that $90 price point. And uh, we charge monthly a dollar for each alarm that's on the door there. Um do you, do you see that solution as an alternative to the indoor uh, magnetic alarm, the, the so, motion ones, or as well as, or how do you see so, that? Yeah, so the motion one to me is a better product because if somebody comes in the side door, 
it's going to get it. If they don't raise the door on your slide, you know, on your roll-up door, that door alarm's not going off. The problem is, is um, let's say that you're 90% full. You got to call each customer and bring their key to unlock the door to put that unit, that wireless motion sensor in their unit. That's irritating. If everybody were there on the same day and let you in, then fantastic. But it never works that way. So the door alarms can be put on without ever opening the door. Ah, okay. All right. So yeah. if you're retrofitting alarms and using spider door, that might, might be a much better solution. Is it mm -hmm. similar sort of price? 90 bucks? Yep. Is it battery powered as well? It is battery powered. They're all wireless. So two screws to mount it to the door casing and then mm -hmm. two sheet metal screws to mount it to the, uh, to the door itself. Super simple. And you do not have to get inside the unit to do that. Wow. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. So you mentioned, uh, was it 6,000 facilities, 5,000 facilities in the U.S. using Spider-Door? Um, last time I checked about a month and a half ago, yes. 5, and this is, we, we use, there's subdivisions, apartment complexes, uh, homeowners association that has gates. So not only do we do storages, but we've got people's personal houses, their homes. They've got a gate at the entrance. They use our cellular access control because all they got to have is a little bit of power there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. And so for for, uh, for the operators, the self storage operators, uh, what's the most common what's the most common use of your you, you have a lot of products? What's the most common sold product uh, that operators would have installed at their facility? Keypads. The keypads. Yeah, because the keypads are pretty much a necessity. There are people, I actually had a facility that did not have access control anywhere. It didn't have a gate around it. Uh, my client, it was a lot of it was climate, you know, interior hallways. I didn't have, a, it was in a very good area, um, A-class facility, brick. I mean, the whole nine yards. Um, and I didn't have, I didn't have gates there. We just overlocked, which that's something I failed to tell you about too. We, now you can go to, we have Home Depot and Lowe's here. I don't know if y'all got those hardware stores. Different brands, yeah, I've heard of them. Okay, okay. So you can go buy a padlock that's got a four-digit tumbler <laughs> code on it. It's just a manual lock, you know. Um, and you can put that on your unit. And when somebody pays, our system would send a text message to that customer and say, hey, you just paid for your unit, Gavin. Here's your unlock code. And you can take that. And that's overlocking. You know, at my sites, we used to do that with a key. You know, or we'd buy this overlock that had the four-digit combo on it, but we didn't have an auto a way to automate it. Now our system will allow us to automate. You can go buy padlocks from Home Depot or whatever your hardware store is, and um, we we allow you to plug that code along with an identifier. We give you a sticker, or you can do your own sticker. You can write it on the back with a Sharpie, whatever floats your boat. But that identifier lets us know, hey, this padlock goes with unit 218, and the combo code on it is 2121. And it'll allow that customer when they pay is automated. So they don't call that owner or manager at seven o'clock mad because they can't get in. If they'd have paid their bill, they wouldn't have been mad to begin with. So, you know, pay your bill and you won't have this happen. But if you do now it's automating it. And even though they were delinquent, it still makes your owner look good because he's automated this to where this flow can happen at night. Yeah. If he chooses yeah. to. So could, could that solution potentially also be used or is it also used by any operators for 
uh, you know, like if somebody wants to move in the first time on a Sunday night, they oh, move yeah. in, there's a padlock on the unit and they could, you know, open the open the door with spider door and then go and go and you know, you know what I mean, open the pad open the padlock yep. as well with the code. Is it used in that way as well? Yeah, when they do the rental, um, with different management software, when they do that rental, it actually they plug it in the lease agreement. So there's a keyword. We store it in the software. Not only our software, but it would store in your software. And yeah. that code would actually run with that unit. So when they rent the unit, yeah, that code's there. They can do it. We can also, uh, uh, locked and ready is what it's called in our system. So if I put them on my empty units, a lot of people, um, we got some crazy people in the United States. Um, California, for example, the, the law is very difficult to get people from sleeping in your facility or staying at the site. So we overlock those units to keep that from happening. You don't need anybody sleeping in my units or living in my units. They go to the non-rented units and they sleep there. Well, if you've got those non-rented units, even though they're empty, if you've got them locked up with that padlock, then they can't get in, obviously, until they rent the unit. So okay. good point. So that's a that's a really nice solution, and I think it would be interesting for lots of people here in you know in like in the UK and in Europe uh, because yep. lots of people want to run these sites without staff there. So you could combine the smart entry system on the gate with your padlock solution as well on unit doors, containers, and you know in theory, well not in theory, you can actually then have customers drive up on Sunday night, book online, and you know just move straight in and unlock the unit. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You could. So you really, you really um, covered. You've quite a broad range of of products. I hadn't. We we whenever we chat at the shows, it's often five minutes while there's nobody understands. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's really interesting to hear about more stuff that uh, I didn't even know you did. So it's you know, it's it's great. It's a great suite of products. I can see. Well, I appreciate lots of it. Quite honestly, all these ideas just keep coming because people will tell me something that I had not thought about. And I'm like, wow. And because we've, our integrations are so thorough, uh, just like you, you and I met and you're like, hey, let's integrate, make the access control. Cause access control is the most important in my opinion. You know, um, 90, I would say 99% of all locations do have gates or they've got a mag lock that's on the door. And I did, we didn't discuss that, but our keypads will work with a mag lock too. You can, you can control that mag lock mount a keypad straight on the side of a building and mm -hmm. control that lock going into that door. I didn't mention that a minute ago, but it works perfectly there. Um, but yeah, yeah. I learned from, from owners and it's pretty cool. I love what we do. I love what we do. It's fun. You know, some, some people will bring you a stupid idea sometime and I just smile and go along with it. But a <laughs> lot of times they're bringing, you know, I, I, I listen and learn. And if it makes sense, uh, I learn from, from these owners. So, yeah, yeah, it's been a cool yeah. ride. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, uh, one thing I just realized we didn't cover was the cost or the price of the, um, the smart entry system. So we covered the cost of the uh, alarms and, and all that. Uh, so can you give us a, and I know you've got different solutions. What, what are the prices if somebody's looking to get into this and, uh, in the UK, Europe? Um, what, are the, what are the prices of, of some of these systems? Absolutely. So we charge a base fee per location. So first and foremost, you know, if you have four locations or whatever, our team's going to ask you if you're above 400 units, then it's $75 base fee. Doesn't matter what you use at Spider Door, 
So $75 base fee right to begin with. Per month. If you're under that, uh, per location, per location. Yeah, per location. Um, If you're under that, they're going to write that price down to probably $60, uh, give or take. Uh, So bottom line, let's say you had 200 units at a location. $60 base fee is what you're going to pay. You had, let's say you had 40, four locations that were all 200 units apiece. Mm-hmm. 60, 60, 60, 60. You're going to get an invoice for each location each month. The keypads are $10 a la carte. So you're adding $10 for each keypad. So let's say you had an internet keypad. Let's say you had an entrance pad. That's all you had. So $60 plus 10. So that's $70. If you use our sailor, which I'd have to double check to make sure our sailor coverage works in, in, in Europe and UK and what have you, but they're $30 additional here. Just like you were to go get a phone uh, for a family member or whatever, they're going to charge you that extra amount. Unlimited data on the keypad. The chip comes in it. You do not have to go get the SIM card. We provide the uh, sailor connection when it's shipped out. So that's $30. So if you had one cellular keypad, Plus the base fee, it would be 60 plus 30. If you had an entrance and an exit, it'd be 60, 30 for the entrance, 30 for the exit. Debt collector, all those are different prices. If you already use our product, the debt collector right now is set at $55 a location. Um, Mm -hmm. The alarms are a dollar a unit. I'm probably forgetting something else. But but yeah, but the base fee is the main thing you need to know. If you use the tenant app, that's part of your base fee. So let's, we've got hundreds of locations that just use our app to, to pay their bill. Most important thing is to give them all the opportunities to pay a bill easily. Give them a website, give them an app, give them text collect, whatever it takes for me and my customers to pay easy. I'm trying to get their money. That's my goal. I want them to pay me. So, um, so yeah, the app is just part of that base fee if they do the app. And then are there other, is there a one-off cost into purchasing the hardware as well? So, yeah, the hardware is priced differently. And that's on our website, too. Anywhere from uh, $1,500 to about $1,800. Actually, our bigger keypads are $2,100. So from $2,100 down to, say, $1,500 is the ballpark. The smaller ones are more cost-efficient. They're made of a polycarbonate glass-blown nylon. Uh, we do have some that are stainless steel. The big ones are stainless steel. They're a little fatter. I didn't show you that a minute ago, but let me see. This one is not built all the way, but uh, nor do I have a key. But the antenna for the sailor mounts on the top, and they're just a little bulkier. Uh, a lot of people use these for the entrance. This is the S23C. Uh, we have an S23I that allows you to plug the internet in. Override key on the side. If I go to my site, powers down or let's say my keypad's dead got hit by lightning but the gate motor still powered up there's a key right here we call it the manager's override switch they put the key in to turn it it makes continuity manually inside of the box so the gate would still open if this keypad were to do something crazy or if something wasn't sinking or it just wasn't working the manager can always click here and if they turn that key, it's like telling your gate motor we're touching the two wires together. If it doesn't, then it's very easy for us to know that it's your gate motor. It's not the keypad. Support, Monday through Friday, uh, 8 to 5 Central Time. And um, troubleshooting, it's crazy easy. 
when they call, we, we this is all low voltage inside of this keypad. So our team may ask you to pull two of the relay wires out. Let's say the keypad you call and you're like, man, the gate's not opening. We're going to be the first ones to be blamed because we're the, we're the access control part. So when they call, we look at a couple of things, takes about four or five minutes. We have them pull the wires out, the manager. Now mm -hmm. the spider keypad is independent. It is no longer connected to your gate motor. When I touch these two wires together, your gate's supposed to open because this wire runs over to your gate. When you make continuity, the gate opens and you pull it apart and close it. If they touch these wires together and the gate opens, this is bad. And we will send you a new PCB board. There are 300 bucks to replace the PCB board and your manager can install it. Four screws and three wires. Um, if your gate does not open when they touch those wires together, unfortunately, you got a gate problem. And that's not anything that, that we can help with. But you'll at least know, golly, I need to call my gate motor guy and have him come out and check it. Yeah. 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 Okay, so to review some of the pricing then, because uh, there's quite a lot of different things to think about there. Um, so let's say you're opening up a, a site with 200 outdoor units. So in the UK and your containers, shipping container storage is, is very popular here. So let's say you're opening up a shipping container site in the UK. You're going to buy 200 of them. Uh, you want to put a gate on the front. You're going to get maybe most of the hardware. So something from, I think you said, 1600 to 2100 in that region. Roughly yeah. that. To purchase yep. the hardware, which you then install, uh, and then um, $60, $60, if you have 200 units, it sounds like it'll be around $60, plus another 10 if yep. you've got the uh, the Cat5 cable uh, for that thing per month. So you're talking about $70, or have, have I missed something? No, you cut out on me just a little bit there, but the uh, the $60 plus 30 if it were, be this, if it were to be using the cellular, Ten dollars if it's internet. You got that right. So sixty plus ten is seventy, or sixty plus thirty is ninety for the cellular. Okay, so yep. you cut out on me as well, there. So uh, I'm going <laughs> to assume that <laughs> it must be my internet. It's, uh, I'm going to assume that uh, so sixty plus ten or sixty plus thirty is that right? Yes, sir. That's Perfect. correct. Okay, and then if you wanted to get the alarms, which I think are very attractive uh, product to, that's ninety dollars to buy, and then a dollar a month as well. So you know you might be buying two hundred of those. Or you might buy a hundred, and and you know you make that back uh, in a year or two of renting it easily uh, yep. with, a, with a fee. You know, it's a more secure. Uh, right, that's uh, fascinating. Yeah, that's right. And keep in mind, uh, the base fee is charged with whatever you use. So if let's say you called and you had two hundred alarms, and that's all you did, obviously yeah. you got to buy a keypad to get to disarm the gate, disarm the alarms, open the gate, and disarm the alarms. So you got to pay sixty dollar base fee plus the keypad, and then the dollar per alarm. Nobody normally calls and goes, Aaron, we don't want a keypad. We just want the alarms. But if they did, they would still pay us that $60 base fee and then a dollar per alarm. But they've got to have a way to disarm it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else that uh, uh, I haven't asked that you think customers should know about? I'm sure I've forgotten something because I'm getting old. But uh, but but yeah, I think you've pretty much covered the the necessities anyway. Yeah. Okay. Our, our biggest sellers. Great. Okay. Well, Aaron, thank you so much, and great to see you again. And I'm sure I'll see you in a few months at the next uh, conference. Absolutely, my friend. Thanks for taking time and letting me chat. And uh, hit me up next time you get in the states. One final question I forgot to ask: okay. if if somebody listening or watching wants to actually 
get in touch to find out more or order a system? Where should they go to? So spiderdoor.com, and it's just like the insect, spiderdoor.com. Um, obviously, they can go to our website. Um, we're in the States, so 205-821-6000 is our number. They're welcome to call us there. Um, but yeah, you can talk to a person live or you can go to our website. Our website is full of videos and info. So I would I would suggest going to spiderdoor.com first. Um, but you're welcome to call and we'll chat with you as long as you want to chat about our products. And it's correct that at the moment, you, you, all of your customers are in the US. So if somebody listening wanted to bring Spiderdoor into the UK, they would be your first customer here as it stands today in January 2024. Um, but there's no reason uh, all the stuff we talked through would work fine there. It integrates with Stora. I'm sure other software systems too yep. uh, that some people here might use. So uh, there's no, there's nothing stopping it working here just as well. Uh, so you know, if you're listening, then you know, check it out and, and give Aaron or, or one of his team a shout. Absolutely, we would love for you to be our first customer there. So yes, that would be great. The only, like I said, the only question I would be curious to find out. And I just need to call them to find out to our from our providers is the cellular part, but everything else uh, should work appropriately. Uh, we've got we've got customer in Australia now. Um, of course, we're in Hawaii and Canada already. So yeah. Um, so yeah, would love to be in the UK. Great, great. Thank you so much, Aaron. All right, my friend. Thank you, and you have a great week. You too. Thanks very much. Bye. All right. Bye. Take care. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to Self Storage Explained, where we aim to provide expert advice on how to set up and scale your self-storage business. For more resources, including financial models and in-depth guides for setting up or growing your business, visit our self-storage academy at stora.co, at stora.co forward slash academy. And if you would like to find out more about how Stora can help your business grow sales and save time, set up a demo or contact us at store.co.co. Thank you.